What are we discussing on today's podcast, you ask? Well, we got Javier Reyes of Locked on Padres on the podcast to discuss the biggest all-star snubs and surprises from the first round of MLB ballot drops. And then we got to talk about MLB power rankings, who's going to be going up, who's going to be falling in the latest edition of Locked on's MLB power rankings, all on today's Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. You are Locked On Padres, your daily San Diego Padres podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Dimebacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I think my voice cracked a little bit in that intro. I'm Miller Thomas, host of this wonderful podcast. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work, from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. Don't forget, please hit subscribe on YouTube, Locked On Dimebacks on there as well. Thank you for making Locked On Dimebacks your first listen every day. And today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Now, without further ado, let's bring on the man of the hour, who's our new weekly crossover guest. There he is. Let's put him in his correct box. Let's take away my little lower third. What's your name, sir? My name is Javier Reyes. Feeling good, feeling great. And I'm happy, man. Two weeks straight doing this this new crossover partnership. And I'm really excited about it, man. Yeah. I, think we, I think we have a good vibe going ever since the early days of the of our of our wagers. Remember when we used to do those? Now I'm the one who might not be able to do them anymore. Oh my gosh, at this rate, man. And I can't wait to talk about uh how good your team's been. I feel like yeah. this episode will be relevant. And no more mad bum to lose those wagers for me because it was usually betting on the days he started. And they would give up like six runs. And it's like, all right, mad bum, I'm giving up home runs, please. But thankfully, we don't got to worry about him anymore. He's been sent to greener pastures. Hey, if you're a San Diego Padres or looking for a little extra pitching depth, I know a, a World Series veteran on the open market right now that you guys could go pick up in uh, Madison Bumgarner. Just think about it. Just think about it, right? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Well, I think for today's podcast, Javi, you know, we're getting close to MLB All-Star season. I think it's kind of weird because the All-Star game's like the second week of July, but the voting like wraps up like next week. It wraps up like June 22nd. Yeah. I think they want to make a whole spectacle, show the finalists on MLB Network, yada, yada. But they did drop the first wave of MLB ballot drops this week, just like the presidential election. We got the first wave of drops <laughs> coming in. You know, stop the count for some of these people, but for some of the other players, <laughs> some of the other players I'm like, we're going to need a second round of ballot drops to make sure mm-hmm. you guys get in. So before I get into my whole spiel about the MLB All-Star ballots and the voting, were there anybody that stood out to you at any certain positions where you're like, whoa, how did that player uh, lead his position in All-Star votes? Or you're like, whoa, how did that guy not get enough votes to lead his position? I will say that from just since we're, I imagine I'll, I'll throw in a little bit of American League stuff in there. Nothing okay. really all that crazy. Tiny one for me, American League. I was just surprised that Randy Rosarita just through sheer just awesomeness of the WBC and the fact that he's he's always been a solid player, but it feels like this year he's been like really great uh, as well for the season. So I was a little bit surprised by that one. Uh, but for the 
Wait, National League. Javi, no. who stole his spot, though? Let's bring that up. Who stole Randy's spot? You know there's one guy in the top three right now who doesn't belong. <laughs> who is it, Javi? Say his name. <laughs> I refuse to do this. I'm not allowing your propaganda. He's going to be bad in like three years, and you're going to be like, see, I told you all six years ago. He's I good. to engage. He just should be top three in voting right now. He's good, though. Mike Trout for the listeners, in case you don't know what we're talking about. He's having like the 15th best season of all the outfielders. And I guess name recognition, I guess it finally caught up to Mike Trout. He's finally getting the claim he deserves. We'll see if it lands on the, when the actual final bounce drop. I think Randy should take his spot in the All-Star game, personally. Yeah. I mean, he's also just cool. But in fairness, if you've been like the best player in the sport for like six years, I think if you're having a middling start by your standards, Fine. it's kind of understanding. He said, Fine. <laughs> sure, um, let's make a participation trophy from the last half decade. <laughs> sure, let's bring, let's put A-Rod oh, in the game. Just in 09 during that World Series run. Let's put Alex Rodriguez in the game. Let's just put anyone in at that point. You Miguel are a, a mean, playing. mean lad, aren't you? Just Cabrera. very, very mean. Just, just hateful in a lot of ways, some might say. Um, Bird got triple crown on his resume. Let's put him as a starter. <laughs> it's just just legacy award at this point why not but uh you know that's enough on my tangent i think you were going to make a point about the nl ballot maybe the outfield i don't know i think i could yeah (laughs) that national league outfield uh is where my initial beef sets in and i will say that both of us have beef i have beef right now the leading vote getters are number one round the cootie jr he's got over a billion votes guess what makes sense he's been great he's lit Listener of my show got had a little bit of a problem with me saying he hasn't been as great defensively. He hasn't. Not awful, but he, you're just a little surprising given how many tools he has. Then Mookie Betts, number two. Mm-hmm. And then I will say this. When people see this name immediately, they're going to be like, what? Yeah. Are you kidding me? In fairness, he has had a pretty great year. It was one of the reasons why mm-hmm. your team is in first place. But Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Being ahead of Juan Soto... Mm. Corbin Carroll and Fernando Tatis Jr. is pretty wild. Now, I will say this. I will say this. I do think you have the leg up, but he's new, which is why Corbin Carroll probably isn't getting the same recognition. And Tatis, because of his flair and overall popularity and the fact that he's become such a great defensive player, I think is, and that's been really surprising for people considering he was, you know, started as a shortstop and that he's been electric in the outfield, probably going to win a gold glove for right field at this rate. And that's not hyperbole. It's true. Uh, But I will say, man, I think that we both have beef for this one. I will say with Soto, if you want to demote him, really bad first half and not a good defensive player, even if his offensive stuff is otherworldly. And then with Carroll, who currently Mm. by F4, mm, yeah, he said "Mm," he wants me to say it. In terms of F4, he is tied currently for the highest total of all qualified position players in all of baseball, not just the National League but the American League as well. That's how good Corbin Carroll has been. And in my opinion, I know he doesn't have like the the, the pizzazz. He doesn't have the the name recognition, the, the panache. Yes. But you know what? I mean, if you're the leader in that category and the team is good and has been probably one of the bigger risers this year, absent Tampa, uh, I think that you – I think you got you to be in there. I have no beef with Betts or Acuna, but Loris Gurriel, who should probably make an all-star – appearance Mm -hmm. at this rate i think it's got to be one of those guys yeah i totally agree 
Lords Guriel is. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I, everything you said, I retweet. Lords Guriel is way deserving of an all star appearance. I just don't think he should be the starter, which I think is both how we feel. Because Guriel, if you match him up after Carol Acuna and Betts, if you put Guriel's stats against any NL outfielder, he's probably got better stats than all of them. So he probably should make the all star game, but he shouldn't make it and be voted in as a starter over his own teammate, Corbin Carroll, who is maybe the hottest player in baseball over the last three weeks. I did a podcast hobby a couple of weeks ago where I broached the question, is it crazy to just put a couple sprinkles down on Corbin Carroll to win MVP at the time he was plus 20,000 hobby. You could put a dollar yeah. down and win like $2,000. Now, if you go check those FanDuel odds, he's like top five in, in odds on FanDuel. Like, you don't get good return now if you bet on Corbin Carroll because you look at the numbers, like you just said, F4 he leads. He leads all OPS for National League outfielders as well. He's on pace for like 35 bombs, like 45 stolen bases. Like, Corbin Carroll is having himself a fantastic season, an MVP-type season, and we're trying to speak into existence, make him the third player ever, win a rookie and an MVP in the same season. Last one was Ichiro back in 2001. So wow. it would be in pretty rare air if he did it. Will it be near impossible? Yes, because guys like Acuna are having fantastic seasons. Guys like Freddie Freeman are having fantastic seasons. But Corbin Carroll should be voted in as a starter. I just feel like, with the way you're saying, it's just the fact that he's a rookie. He's not – it's still the D-backs. Despite the D-backs having the best record in the NL, they're still not in the national consciousness. Teams – or not teams, fans and media and just like the casual person still is not checking in on the D-backs day-to-day, right? You're not checking in probably on the Pittsburgh Pirates, even though they might – lead the NL Central. No one's going to talk about the Pittsburgh Pirates as like true contenders right now or have meaningful conversations about them. The D-backs, even though they have the best record in the NL, I don't think there's too many conversations just among casual baseball fans about the D-backs. And I think that's probably a big reason why Corbin Carroll isn't more talked about. But I think as the season grows, I think by the second, third ballot drops, if we have another ballot drop, I do think Corbin Carroll will see those numbers rise in the um, all-star voting. And hopefully he makes it in as a starter because he's more than deserving. But do you feel like any of your San Diego Padres might make it? Like outside of your one representative, how many Padres do you think potentially could make it? Um, look, I will say, and this might sound a little crazy, but just based on who else is there, I I do think that you could see potentially maybe a spot for Hassan Kim open up at second base. It's going to be hard. I think he would be like the, he's not going to be at Luis Arias, but because of the defense, because of just the possible national international popularity, maybe there's a little bit of a feeling there. And then maybe at third base, uh, just because absent Nolan Arenado, who only got hot recently, with Austin Riley and Max Muncy, J.D. Davis, Manny Machado maybe has a, a potential a potential to make it. But if the voting's closing so soon, he's been so bad out of the start so far this year that I doubt he's going to see it. And otherwise, it's pretty obvious. Josh Hader will probably be an all-star. He should be. He's probably been one of the best relief pitchers. I haven't checked in a little bit, but in the game, he's been elite. And I think Tatis and Soto will make it, even if it is potentially as reserves, which is Totally fine, in my opinion. I think it's 10 times more fun to have Tatis in there over some other guys. But in terms of just who earned it, this is where philosophy comes in, right? Like, mm-hmm. how? what do you want to see? Do you want to see a guy who's just fun? I'm all for that. And as I, as I knock over my Tatis bobblehead, I am of the approach that if the discrepancy between the players isn't that big, just vote for who's cool. You know what I mean? And, that, and for me, that would be Tatis. But in fairness, coming off the suspension. And the D-backs are a great team. And I think it's cool to celebrate them and get these really up and coming superstar players, like a little bit more on the national spotlight. But I also wouldn't blame anyone if they were like, you know what? Tatis 
was playing choir orchestrator in the outfield against the Yankees fans because they were chanting steroids. He is sick and he's been great. So put him in. I don't care about Corbin Carroll. Give me a break. I would understand that line of thinking as well. Not that it is mine, but I understand. Mm. I mean, yeah, I totally agree. The MLB all-star game at the end of the day is Mm -hmm. entertainment. So we want to go in the direction. I do feel like you're probably going to get a Tatis in the game just because he's so much mm-hmm. fun. I think you'll probably get a Soto too, just because they both are putting up all-star level numbers. They're both mm-hmm. superstars, recognizable faces in the game. Like that's the thing with the Padres. They have like five dudes, like every yeah. MLB fan would know. Um, obviously their season hasn't gone the way you would have wanted, but they still got recognizable stars who are putting up some decent stats. So I think the Tatises and the Sotos of the world still have pretty good arguments to make the all-star game. But There is one other position on the ballot that I do have a little bit of a gripe with Javi Reyes. But before we get there, I first want to talk to our listeners about game time. Hold on. Where's my ad read? Because game time is the best place to buy tickets because buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee, the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, let's get back into the podcast because there is one other position I just want to touch on a little bit, Javier Reyes, because if Mm. you look at the National League shortstop position, it is incredibly weak this year with the field because the National League has stars at shortstop, but they're just all underperforming this year. Mm. Currently, Orlando Arcia of the Braves is leading it, but there's a little guy eighth currently in voting who i think is having the best season at shortstop i don't think he'll get voted in as a starter for the same reasons as corbin carroll because people don't talk about the d-backs enough i got my little homer take here Geraldo perdomo at 128 mm. votes i know people are looking the ballot they're like who the hell is that listen as, as a d-backs fan every day we're like how is perdomo doing this how does he keep getting these two out rbi singles and everything this is a breakout season that no one saw coming i was pretty much writing off perdomo as like a legit offense player before the season now he's turned into one of the clutchest players in baseball and i just feel like when you're thinking about rbi run producers on one of the best teams in major league baseball perdomo just deserves a little bit more respect but javi how does it feel to see your guy francisco lindor number two despite him having a pretty down season yeah i mean with lindor i will say with lindor that it it's there are and as you know i'm a lindor expert that is one of my favorite players the batting average isn't great. The on-base isn't great. But his BABIP is around like 230 right now, and his lifetime is at least around 300. So like that suggests that the batting average on-base numbers will get better. He's had some timely home runs. Don't get me wrong, not bad. Uh, and the big thing that's carrying his overall win total uh, above replacement has been his defense, which is still great. Um, but I will say that Orlando Arcia playing some pretty, uh, pretty good defense over at short for Atlanta. So I think that does count for something. But uh, it's also true, like what you said, like it's been – 
surprisingly weak. This is probably the number one category in the NL where if you showed this to someone like preseason, um, the fact that like Trey Turner isn't even in the top five is wild. Like and and deservedly so. He's been basically Isaiah Kiner Falefa so mm-hmm. far. Like he's been pretty bad outside. Like last week when he hit that two home run game. Like he's been like the man. I, I mean, talk about like a bust of a free agent class. So he's been pretty bad, but it's it's just shocking, right? Xander Bogarts being third, Lindor being second, Dansby Swanson, fine year so far. He's been pretty uh, solid. You know what I mean? Uh, um, in terms of F four rankings, though, you know who needs to be brought up, man. Oh, I hate to say it. Oh, Tyro Estrada. Giants man he's been pretty okay 2.54 f4 I believe leads the position which is wild and he's not even in the top five of voting so that would be one that at least has to be brought up there in fairness he's one of those names that I think a lot of people have seen for a while and like yeah he's an average player and they just kind of forget to look up how he's doing this year very understandably so uh so he kind of gets a little bit left behind so I think that would be a guy who at least needs to vault into the top five I know San Fran's a pretty boring team to talk about. Um, there's not like all that much fun on that team, even if they've got some pretty good players. But uh, I think he at least get, needs to get mentioned. And Dansby Swanson, uh, if you want to vote him for sheer factor of him being one of the only top free agents from this class so far that hasn't like just completely cratered, then I would understand you want to give him like bonus points for that. Uh, that, that might be my pick. Just being like Trey Turner, Bogarts to an extent, even if it's injury. You have the main Machado extension. Mm. You have these pitchers. You have everybody who's been struggling. And Dansby said, uh-uh, not me. So I, I'd give him a little bit of points for that. Even if it's not a statistically uh, based argument, I would still kind of give him a little bit of plus points for that. Yeah, and the thing with the San Francisco Giants, I don't know why, but whenever you bring up their players who perform well, like the Lamont Ways, the Thyro Estradas, it just feels mm-hmm. like their team mm-hmm. of like super utility, like Ben Zobers type players. Like I don't consider like one player yeah. on the team. It just feels like every dude plays like eight positions for them, and they just have like a bunch of veterans and guys who've been around. But it doesn't feel like they have like any pillars or like foundational guys. I think that's like one of the reasons why we don't like really resonate with any of the Giants players. Like who's like the Giants player that you would even resonate with right now? Like who's their Who's their pillar? Like Logan Webb? Who's their foundational piece that they have? Probably for me, it would be Michael Conforto because I was begging the Padres to sign him this offseason. But other than that, yeah, they, they're just like you said, a team of like really solid utility guys. A bunch of players every team would kind of want, yeah. right? But not necessarily the only type of players that teams want. They're really lacking a star, which is why I think they were so aggressive in free agency this offseason. I think they knew we've got some good tertiary pieces. There I go using that word again, um, but word. we don't have like the the big, the big guy. And maybe I haven't used it with you, but I've used it a lot with like other hosts and whatnot. People have le- left comments, but um, yeah. So I'm I'm hopeful that some of the San Francisco Giants guys get at least a little bit of love. Like Lamont Wade is not even like I don't even think in any like part of voting like whatsoever. So I, I would have to check that again. He's He's like a first base outfielder, so maybe he's got some. Is he at first base? Does he have any votes? Let's see. No, he's not even at first base. So, like, Lamont Wade, man, he's got a 400 on base right now. So, that, he's that's pretty team. impressive. He, he's basically been Juan Soto at the plate. You know what I mean? Like, basically, he has been. But for him not to even have any, like, in the top voting area, that is strictly because of name stuff, unfortunately, for him. And if I'm not mistaken, I don't think he's been 
as bad as Soto defensively. I'm going to check quickly some stats. But who is he listed at? Is he listed as a first great. baseman or uh, oh, he's listed as a first baseman on here. He's listed as first baseman. Well, even okay. if it's first baseman, he's behind Freddie, Pete Alonso, Matt Olson, Paul Goldschmidt, and Trey Mancini. Which I get it. Yeah, those, those are pretty fair. <laughs> yeah. Those are pretty good names, especially Freddie. Uh, unfortunately, the Polo Bear probably you know gonna lose votes and might not even play in the game because of his recent injury but it's still shocking to me so maybe like you said though maybe lamont wade is is the victim of just being in a stacked category like when you know jk simmons was nominated for whiplash like there was a lot of good performers that year but unfortunately you guys it's going to jk simmons it's, it's memorable it was an iconic performance and it's just it's a tough beat as they would say so tough beat for lamont wade yeah, that's first base in NL is pretty stacked. Lamont's fourth in OPS, and it's still behind Freeman, Lonzo, Goldschmidt. Like you said, you still got Matt Alston in there. Even got Spencer Streer from the Cincinnati Reds is having a good year. Like first base is kind of loaded in the NL this year. The American League first base, I know Vladdy's leading it right now. That's a little bit of an entertainment thing um, because I don't think he's having the greatest season. Is he putting up all-star level numbers? Sure. I think Yandy Diaz is good. Spiritually, oh, yeah. Should probably take it. I mean, he just has Yandy. The best I love Yandy. <laughs> I love Yandy. But if it's like Vlad Yandy is, versus Vlad, you're just gonna lose that every time. Vlad's a good player, obviously, but this this is like my my Miller Thomas Mike Trap type of take. <laughs> okay. okay. Like he's basically had one year where he's been a superstar level player. You know what I mean? Last year, good season. This year, good season. Even at sometimes great, but you know, especially at first base, you want a little bit more. Just saying, no. Just, just throwing it out there. You know what I mean? I just feel like he's he's got a little bit of that like early Bryce Harper thing going. Where like it's gonna oh. happen. I have no doubt that like that year is gonna happen again. I know he did it two years ago, but I think it's gonna happen again. But in fairness, it hasn't quite happened yet. So it's more like the hype and the potential is kind of carrying his name. Uh, at least in my opinion. I mean, what, what has he got this year? Zero point seven F four one twenty three WRC plus. It's good. But it's not like that's the top five pick in your fantasy draft. You know what I mean? Like, that's not quite it. But he's also just cool because who also doesn't like saying Vladdy? Just a sick name. I mean, come Great on. Great name. Who's really your fun. Vladdy? One of the team names in our little fantasy league, I know, right? I know. There we go. That's not uh, either one of us. <laughs> It is a shout out, <laughs> I guess, if you want a quick shout out from our fantasy league. Um, but let's switch gears a little bit. However, you talked a lot about the MLB All-Star ballot right here for our, our YouTube audience. I'm going to put up a little graphic. It is last month's MLB Power Rankings because apparently at Lockdown Network, we like to do monthly power rankings. And so there should be a new one hopefully dropping this week. Otherwise, this segment looks kind of dumb. But for our audience... <laughs> Here is the latest MLB power rankings from May. And just taking a look at this, Javi, who really stands out as teams that could rise or fall? Because, of course, you got your team there, the San Diego Padres at number seven, which is probably a little high. Yeah, when you think about yeah. May 10th, a team like the Astros, <laughs> number 15. Uh, I mean, there's probably some other crazy ones. Maybe the Oakland A's shouldn't be 30th anymore after this six-game winning streak or whatever they have. Marlins at 22. I mean, they're like a 500 ball club. So, Javi, looking at this graphic, and I could take it down or I could leave it up, whatever you need, sir. Um, who do you think is going to be the biggest riser or faller come next power ranking update? Throw that bad boy up one right, I'll throw it back up for you right here. Um, it's tough, man. I think Yankees at 14 is way too low. And That's I think that bad. them being in third isn't fair as a criticism for them because it's, you know, like it's a stacked division. So I, I that's, that's part of it. Uh, and then the, 
like you just said, like the Miami Marlins got to put them up a couple steps, although I'm not fully putting them just because I don't quite fully believe it just yet. Fully believe I need a little bit, tiny bit more time uh, for them. But I do think that they're clearly like significantly better than they have been in the past. Um, I'd move Milwaukee down. I'm just not buying it. That yeah. team has never scared anyone. I guarantee you Millard right now is going to be like, if we saw them in the playoffs, like bring it on. I'm not scared of them. Yes, they just, It's just like, oh, you. so we have to, you think the team that nickel and dimed its best pitcher, like that's going to scare me in the playoffs and that won't come back to bite them karmically. Great. Awesome. Sounds fun. I would love the Padres to play them too. Uh, so I'd move Milwaukee down, especially since they don't even lead their division. And even if they were, they're probably going to do what they did last year and then trade out of first place. So I definitely move Milwaukee down. Um, D-backs, uh-huh. I moved them up by a couple spots. Oh, yeah. Uh, but in fairness, number nine was good. That yeah. wasn't a slight, no, right? No. But I moved them up a couple spots. Um, and then the Rangers, when I lasted this with Ryland, I think they have to be top three. Uh, next to the Rays, uh, like highest, I think they have the highest overall run differential in the sport currently. Um, mm-hmm. I know that the Rays started off obviously so on fire, but it is the Rangers with the highest run differential in the entire league. So they deserve a lot of love. Yes, the DeGrom injury does hurt, though. But I still think number three for them is good. And then, yeah, I mean, you move the Padres down, man. You got to. Uh, it's yeah. been a while since we did this. This is May 10th. But from seven, I'd put them right kind of maybe where the, the, the Mariners are around there. And I know that sounds a little bit weird but because the Mariners have been a little bit better. But I just like that the Padres have at least had a couple areas of their team where they've been good. Where I don't think that teams like the Mets, teams like, uh, you, you know, Cleveland – have barely had any bright spots in some ways. Um, Philadelphia as well. So that's just me. What do you think? Yeah, I think the top four is pretty good. I think you do want to get the Rangers and D-backs probably to make a top six, but at least having those four teams in the upper echelon, the power rankings, Rays, Braves, Dodgers, Orioles, that feels right. Those are four of what the six 40 win teams that we have in major league baseball right now. We don't have a ton. So those four teams being near the top of this power ranking feels right. Sadly, like, yeah, you said Padres got to go down. The blue Jays probably got to go down too, because at the time of this power ranking, I mean, if the Yankees are 14, I mean, the Yankees are above the blue Jays right now in the ALE. So it's like the blue Jays probably have to drop down mm-hmm. into those teens. The pirates are probably cool where they are um, at 11. Cause what are the pirates leading their division or right near it right now? The Angels, they're probably a team that's actually probably sitting 12th, which is pretty fair because they're a few games above 500. Yeah. Um, a lot of these teams are probably pretty good. The Padres, I think, are going to fall. The Brewers, mm-hmm. I think, are going to fall. D-backs go up. I think the Astros have to go up. They've been one of the yeah. hotter teams in baseball over the last few weeks. Uh, and even with them getting hot, I mean, the Rangers are still multiple game lead, which is crazy to think about. Way too much of an overcorrection by our hosts, yeah. putting the Astros at 15th. Just going to throw it out there like they had a – had a week first what like month and everyone demoted them from number one to like 15 i was like come on guys like like give them a second they just got altuve back and they've got a good some good pitching as well like they're gonna be fine they're yeah they're not gonna lie that might that one might have been personal for a couple people when they put that <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> someone some people might have been like all right i can't even say that i'm like, gonna need i might do some post editing on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're getting killed out of here man when we are done but uh yeah outside of that marlins probably deserve a little bump even the giants you could give them a little bump too just because they're above 500 they're playing decent baseball but for the most part i don't think this thing is going to be crazily rerouted honestly the padres look like the biggest follower and i think the yankees and astros are going to be the biggest risers from this but the fact that a team like the phillies at 19 were there a month ago they're still probably be in the 
bottom half of the league, which is crazy. Like the Mets might even fall a couple spots because they've been so bad. Like a lot of these high payroll teams, I think that's probably the biggest thing when I look at that power ranking. A lot of these high payroll teams are going to start dropping the bottom half of the power ranking. And we discussed last week, is it going to be a trend or something with baseball and these low payroll teams uh, performing better than high payroll teams? I don't think so, but I just think it's kind of funny and interesting to see so many high payroll teams in the second half of this. And probably the saddest thing is the Cardinals being number 24. They're probably, they might fall down in the power ranking after being number 24 a month ago, which is pretty sad. Some would say it's sad. Others, <laughs> others, maybe not. Others, maybe not. You know, I'm just saying mm. uh, maybe, I don't know. Don't count on Adam Wainwright for the fifth year in a row at his oh, age to lead sad. your rotation. That's, that's just an idea. Maybe, maybe consider going out for Castillo or literally anybody. Ah, I could be crazy though. Hey, we got a couple of, we got a dude named Carson Kelly. If they want to run back that Paul Goldschmidt <laughs> trade real quick, we'll send you Carson Kelly. Who knows? We'll love to bring Goldie home as a little DH. I don't know. Maybe he could play the hot corner, play third base. Cause Christian Walker is elite defensively at first base. So I wouldn't move him there, but yeah. yeah. Those are power rankings. Hopefully we get um, some new ones soon. Hopefully we get a little locked on update because uh, I really don't know when those come out and I haven't seen anything in my email about it. I honestly haven't participated in any one of those because after I put like, after I do like the first Just three. Like, we're to force performance from you today. All the, all these editing jokes and now you're like, hey, this whole segment, I didn't even vote. Like, <laughs> If it makes anyone feel better, I don't vote in the general election, the presidential like election. Trout slander. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe in my, I don't believe in exercising my right to vote okay i know it's a privilege but you can just strip that one away from me i don't need it guys okay guy get up early hit a pole stand in line nah i live in arizona it's hot out here i'm not trying to stand outside but yeah that's javier reyes another tuesday crossover might uh this is at 30 minutes now might be like 25 minutes when i'm done in the post edit <laughs> send it back to you we'll see what we do performance you're yeah. playing game six for this game right now we're feeling it today but hey where can my listeners find you javi you can find me at Javipeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O, where I tweet about a bunch of nonsense, sometimes the Padres for sure. But if you want only Padres, at L-O underscore Padres. Got a fun Cleveland series coming up. Going to be recapping that as well as uh, probably, so this will be the next episode by the time people are listening to this, recapping that first game and then talking about this free agency class that I alluded to being so bad and what it says about the sport and potentially what it says about the Padres. So that should be a lot of fun. Ooh um and that's that's it that's gonna be recapping and previewing and oh hopefully the Padres can get on a roll man I would really uh, like that especially before the next time our two teams face off that'd be great and again I'm after in the pot saying I hope they don't get on a roll I'm so sorry <laughs> I wish for you and happiness and all your endeavors in life Javi but this is the one thing where I need you to not be happy and unfortunately it coincides with the baseball season and the podcast I hope your numbers go off but I hope they go off because of the misery that you spew into the mic <laughs> with how bad your team is going to be yeah, that's just we'll how I feel but for a Padres listeners I created Thomas Twain for for the personal account on Twitter if you want to see tweets by me or look up Lockdown Dimebacks Twitter Instagram on all your podcasting platforms and please 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 if you want to see javier reyes on youtube well you can hit subscribe on either locked on dimebacks or on locked on padres because of course we're dropping a crossover youtube video javi until next tuesday i guess sir see ya now where is my outro